0: Joe Azer is helping me try to get myself a condominium down at the Outer Banks. And he said, Dukes, I thought Joe Azer dealt in Northern Virginia. He does. He said, Dukes, does he charge to help you? No. The man wants to help. Now, if he finds you a house, if you buy the house, you know what commerce is. But he's willing to just lend an ear. That's the type of guy he is. Joe's a mensch. He has been, let me check my palm pilot, a Full time, full year sponsor of the Chad Duke Show, three years running. It is a very short list of people that I have met in my life that are as generous. And by the way, as good as what they do as Joe Azer. If you're looking to buy or sell a home anywhere, I'd at least shoot him a text 571 989 Azer, 571 989 2937. He sent me screen caps of a listener that not only sold their house with him, but bought a new house with him, and they are effusive in their praise. They're lurkers. They don't want to come out to the show live in person, almost like they feel like the uh, audience gets attacked whenever they show up here for not laughing enough. Uh, Joe Azer's the man. I love him. I want to kiss his face. 571-989-AZOR. Tell him that the Shootster sent you. Friday, Friday, Galilee, Monday my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's Friday. The weekend's here, and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And take off our slags, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's in a rubber house. In a rotten underway.
1: Hallelujah. What is that, now? Twelve hands in a row. Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel, Alpha. Delta, yeah. Dukes. Dig it.
2: Hey
1: there, boy! It's your pal, Jimmy J. I got another free Friday episode for everybody of the Chad Duke Show. I got a bit of a new format for you guys. I hope you really dig it. This past Friday, the short story Hoot Nanny 3, the third installment of All of Us Dummies, writing the short stories, all the anger, all the shenanigans, took a lot of the show up on Monday when Dukes and Tor were in here after a very thick week. Fat April has come and gone. We're now into May. Shoot and Tor discuss how that contest left a lasting impact. Uh, They discuss the fallout of the hoop an upcoming plans surrounding the Chad Dukes broadcast episode. Dukes also gives his thoughts on the Commonwealth Dry Goods' 5th anniversary. I'm getting you to the content right now. Check it out.
3: If you're interested in buying or selling
1: a home, there's only one person you should call, and that's Joe Azer.
3: You can reach him at 571-989-2937. That's
0: 571-989-Azer. The big story on the show as many humongous things has happened over the weekend. And I do feel really good about the fact that usually on a Monday, we're coming back here and there's a whole bunch of shit we need to talk about. But the one thing that um, I was asked all weekend tour was a, uh, would you be here on Monday? And then B uh, how mad were you really? Because I guess some people thought that you reached a certain level of anger that um, exceeded everything else that maybe they'd seen from you in the past. Um, I know that some people Hopefully, jokingly, we're saying, I wonder if he's quit the show. Uh, I said the whole weekend, I don't think so. Like, he he, he ate a bunch of pizza afterwards and seemed like he was okay. Uh, But where was your head at after the the revolution, uh, what is it? The uh, the revealing, the revelation of Kelly's Gambit, the second in the the series of stories.
3: Yeah, uh, not enough to make me quit. So those uh, uh, um, either rooting for that or rooting against that. Uh, don't worry. Uh, I've uh, I have vacillated all weekend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was angry. Uh, it was a, a lot of uh, shtick prepared um, that I was unaware about. Sure. And as a producer, you like to be aware of those things.
0: You don't want to pull back the curtain and see that it's you painted as Buffalo Bill tucking your penis back. Correct. Uh, if you're the executive producer of a show. You want that to be somebody else. I
3: wouldn't want to be the one carrying up boxes into the studio um, and thinking that, the jokes on somebody else and then opening the boxes and seeing that the candles have me on them.
0: Right. But here's the difference between you and the person you're referring to. You would have opened the boxes to Certainly. check to see if the product was intact. You wouldn't have just stacked the boxes up here and never opened them. You- assuming they would be okay for the event.
3: How did you know he wasn't going to? He is a,
0: because he's a buffoon. I love drab, but he doesn't care about anything. But yeah, for, for people that don't know, is referencing, uh, We did a bit, well, I did a bit, on Big O and Dukes where we were claiming to have made an Oscar Santana candle. Mm -hmm. And instead of making an Oscar Santana candle, we made a drab t-shirt, Silence of the Drabs uh, candle featuring the painting. that, By the way, fucked him over twice because we did the painting and the fucking (laughs) candle release. So we made 500 candles with drabs pubis on them and his tits sagging everywhere. All he had to do... For the jig to be up would be to open one. He carried the boxes with Bobby Shambles up into the studio for the event to carry them down to the store. Never opened the box once. And that's why I had zero worry about the bit getting ruined because I know that he just would not care enough to even check. Fantastically in character for for grab free free slurps.
3: Yeah. So from here on out, I will be I think I'm going to have to do a scan uh I'll do a full scan of scan stairs uh, I'll do a scan of the back uh where we have a hoot nanny and something might be a foot uh I will be doing a full scan it was um a little bit of a snap on my end i i'll I'll see that uh a little bit I, I I would say that that's a lot of people weren't at the beach where I knocked Anthony. To the ground. Well, that
0: was at least one on one. I mean, you only injured him, and I never, I wasn't all that worried about anyone else getting injured, even though there were other people in the house when it, it took place. You were all over the place. Like, you were out in the audience, you were attacking fucking listeners. Well, you-
3: fucking Orgy Beard uh, decided that it's his time to shine, and it has been his time to shine of t- all of 2023. He really has A- and stepped up. He's been an MVP, but he's also been the bane of my existence when it, he decides his Orgy Beard hour. And what I'm not going to let it unfold. I'm going to go in and, and see what I can do and shake it up with the fellas. For those
0: people that don't know, it was the same show. Orgy Beard was legitimately screaming at me before the episode because I was. I said, "Orgy, I don't know. You didn't put. You didn't number your. When everybody turned their scores in for the short story contest, the only person that didn't number them is Orgy Beard, and he handed me just a list of names and he said best to worst. And I'm like. Does that mean the best is at the top and you're starting, or the best is at the bottom and you're starting? Like I don't know, because it's not. If you just would have numbered it, it would have been fine. And then he's screaming at me that I'm wrong about that. And I'm like, nobody else had this problem, so he's been feeling himself as of late. Um, he did come into Commonwealth Dry Goods and drop uh, half a thousand dollars, so everything is admonished on my end. But I could understand why uh, why you were so upset.
3: Yeah, him getting in the mix. Uh, Joe was. Uh, 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 pulling on my last nerve on Friday night.
0: Joe was feeling himself too he, on Friday. Everybody was in the pocket as far as them being confident.
3: Yeah, uh, Ted was was definitely getting at me. <laughs> he but, was but, ruthless. But I can. But Ted's was almost in a sense.
0: Well, in sense, well until he started calling me poor, um, dude. Do you know like I got people were mad about that. People were like that. He goes, that's not shtick. That's real life. Like that's fucking Ted saying I'm a big fat cat millionaire, and you two plebeians need the fucking money. Let me tell you something, Ted. I love you, but Tor isn't motivated by money all that much. <laughs> he likes to get his money, but I've tried to bribe him to do lots of things where he's just like, I'd rather stay at home, boss. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I guess I'll pay, I guess I'll pay Jim. It became a uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it became a, a, a perfect storm um, before the big reveal Yes, for for me to be like, okay, okay, this is all – this is, but is the show. It's in the, the vein of the show and what I was expecting for it. And then um, – the big reveal.
0: Yeah. Well, also it's it's gotta be really stressful for you because A, you're not in on what's happening. B, it's another fucking five pages written just saying horrible things about Correct. you. And then also like the contest just See, here's here was what was crazy about the fucking hoot nanny. This is why I think it could be I know the hot dog hoot nanny. I remember thinking this is the best one we've ever done. I think this one might have been because there was so many ebbs and flows. There was the revelation that Steve Mm. cheated with the fucking ai which i i know everyone joked about this is a shoot i was fucking shocked that he did that i was floored i thought he just mailed it in and
3: then to think that he went the extra mile to to not yeah even do that yeah because like
0: everyone th- this only works if we take it seriously and once someone breaches that everyone could have done that like ant-man is capable he's unscrupulous yeah but ant-man sat down and as much shit as he gets to her, he wrote fucking what 15 16 17 pages out of all these contests that we've done yep like what steve did while funny and led to some great content just spit in ant-man spit in everyone's face and then it let fucking monk off the hook because here's what i re-listened to the whole episode and here's where i really i got i got mad enough where i almost called monk and i was like i need i need to make sure this is a bit that you were doing on the air yeah at one point he's yelling at joe saying well, it's better to just not do it than it is to try, or it is to halfway do it, right? And I said, Monk, what it's better to do is say, I'm not going to do this and not agree to do it and then bail out at the last minute. That's what you did. You you weren't nobly coming to me and saying, hey, man, I'm not capable of this. We're not going to. Joe attempted to do it. He didn't try to back out. It didn't work, and yes, he fell up. He came up short, but because Steve did what he did, yeah. Monk found this moral high ground that night when he should have had a bullseye on his back the entire evening, and it was impossible. And I was trying
3: to, to I was trying to do a different work around with Monk and see if I could, you know, not just go straight attack. But he ended up drawing me into the straight attack with his with his attitude and his uh, 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 just demeanor about all the stories
0: the I if the arrogant heel persona was just done for our benefit on the air I'd be fine with it yeah but I'm telling you that's how he feels (laughs) now look I'll also say this at bare minimum bunch of grown-ass men made some time put on a fucking hell of a show and because he did what he did and Steve did what he did it is good for this show but it was crazy because it was the Steve revelation Fucking the way that it it then interacted with what Monk did by not participating. Then we were revealing the stories and all of the paranoia, the hostility this time around. I I know everyone screams and yells when we do these things, but the immediate fucking anger that this sucks and you suck. And it's like, I didn't think any of them. Joe's is not very good, right? Right. But Joe, you know, Joe did. Joe reached out to Dylan, my director. Yeah. And said, "Can you send me some screenplays? I don't know how to write a screenplay. I want to see how they're written." This was 2 months ago. Like Joe put some serious that's effort, an effort. Yes, into that story. I respect
3: that effort. I didn't know that, Joe. That, that that's effort.
0: And I didn't Look, it it is what it is, but it it's a movie script. I've never written a movie fucking script. It looks complicated as hell. I wouldn't want to do it. Um I, I was very shocked it if those And again, I'm taking these guys at their at their word. I know we're putting on a show. And sometimes, you know, hopefully they've learned the lesson of when you're on this program, it should be your personality through a megaphone. Like that's you don't play a character. That's all bullshit. But you're putting on a show, so put on a show. I'm gonna hope some of that was for a show. But I was I was taken aback at time after time how many of those guys ran up to the microphone just to savage everybody else that was in the contest.
3: It's uh, it's become an interesting nest of. It's a hive of scum it, and it, villainy, it, and and. <laughs> I don't know where the the, comp, the true competition of this, it just keeps, it, it just got, it, it reaches its fever pitch. The Zenith. The I,
0: sportsmanship is as bad as it's ever been. Oh, yeah. You got people backing out at the last minute. You got people cheating with an AI. And the people that did actually do the contest are just ripping each other's work apart. Oh, Nobody, yeah. I was, I think me and Steve Pye are the only ones happy for you. That you moved all the way up to number three. I think that's true. Nobody could be happy that TOR finally got into the top three after writing three stories? I thought that would be something that would be celebrated. I was genuinely happy for myself.
3: You should have been. I was sitting here like, shit, good, finally. You, nobody you finally is... did something that, that, you know.
0: And here's what you, you know in your heart, in your bar of Barts, nobody here is voting for you because they like you. Cause, or of course Or your, your other stories would have been higher. Of course they're not. So that was a meritocracy. You, you improved at what you were doing, and it was judged that way by a jury of your peers. And like, I think that's a big deal. I mean, I like the stories. I I, try, I I thought Jimmy
3: wrote his best story. I was entertained by it. I was surprised it and, scored the way it did. And it was something that I didn't expect from him. I didn't know that happened to Jim. I, Well, I didn't. Well, I, I also didn't know he was uh, capable uh, of being the, the, the meat thief.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you were the chorizo bandit. Oh, that's shit. How can Jester be the meat thief <laughs> if you're the chorizo Cariculous. bandit? I'll have to, I'll have to update <laughs> my vernacular over here. Um, another quick sidebar is I am shocked how many people Orgy Beard came in third to last place and everyone acted like that was some atrocity, that it was just some fucking outright miscarriage injustice. where I was like, if you don't think his story was better this time than last time, I would disagree with you. And then secondly, it's, it's still in the bottom three. Like, why is that such a horrible thing? And if I was Orgy Beard, I would be proud. I, I came in last place and I improved drastically from contest to contest. That's a good thing.
3: He did. St- he did start working, coloring outside the lines a little bit with the with the parameters that were issued agree. on him early with the the sexual stuff and all that stuff. You well, know, think about
0: the dickheads underneath him. It was the guy that had a computer program write it, and then Joe who only wrote three pages.
3: Okay, then I guess it all levels out. Yeah. Um.
0: It, the, the 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 having it be the format of reveal all those scores and then goat. Can I say this? This is not going to be taken well probably by the audience because it's not like me. It was actually heartwarming to see how happy Goat was that he won. Yeah. Um, he was genuinely happy. He was thrilled. I think everybody was happy for him for the most part. I didn't hear everyone giving him as much shit as they did last time because he, you know, played that emotional card, which, again, was what we asked for in the first place. I didn't have as huge a problem with it as everybody else did. Um. What? What
3: he wrote, a, I I like goat story. Oh no, I like both of goat stories. Oh no, that's this last story. Uh, you know, it, it got a good solid number one for me. Okay, so that that's what do,
0: what, what do you what are you what are you inferring?
3: I accidentally I had a bit of a Freudian slip where I I said the quiet part out loud with a well when you were speaking. Okay,
0: so the, well, what is it? Say?
3: His, his last story. I, I I think I was a little harsh about him.
0: His first story.
3: Yes, uh, scheming.
0: You, everyone was very harsh. The whole thing has been incredibly harsh.
3: I'll, I'll call my own foul here. I'll, I'll call me. Hey, Ref, that's me. I got him on the arm.
0: I want to make sure I don't come off here sounding like I'm above this. I, trust me. I listened to it, and I was there was 10 to 15 times I'm laughing. I got to tell you, my favorite part of hosting this fucking show, I like taking a swim in like me as much as anybody else talking about things I like and things I do, but when I can just sit back and everyone's at each other's throats that is as, that is fucking an Instagram model while eating a goddamn uh, Cuban sandwich, as far as I'm concerned. Like, that is that is as good as it gets for shoot. And there is – well, you pulled a – let's play this first clip. Yeah. Pulled a couple of examples. I imagine most of you have listened. I, I guess a lot of you haven't because I keep getting asked when we're releasing the Rodcast, and it was the first thing out of my mouth on – the Friday Night Hootenanny, but what I would what I would implore you to do is go back and uh, listen to the show. Tor and, and Jester uh, did a great job of making sure that we got everything recorded and that we got the video. Hey, if you want to watch the Friday Night Hootenanny, by the way, become a Facebook subscriber. It's only four ninety nine a month. Uh, it really helps us out, and then you have the full video. What is it? Almost three hours that fucking show. It'll be very long. You get all of the crap at the end. You get all of the arm waving. I mean, it is bat shit crazy if there's one video you become a facebook subscriber to watch make it that one it is up the episode is up by the way i hate to point this out just because i don't i don't need credit for this but nobody has realized we could have just released that today yeah tor and i could have said "Eh, let's fucking take a nap for three hours would have been nice nice, right let's go get some tacos you know fuck any that's a three-hour goddamn show we didn't we, we didn't take Monday off and say, hey, we're giving you an episode. So I just, I don't need any extra thanks for that. I don't need any my ass lathered. I would just like to point it out. Because I remember people, I heard some people grumbling and bitching. Oh, you're going to put the broadcast on a CD, already subscribed. I'm like Yeah, but it's not like you're not already getting more than what you signed up for. So I just would like to point that out if we try to, you know. Make some profit elsewhere. Um, so enjoy that. It is an additional two and a half hours plus of the show. Go listen to that. This is just a little piece. Uh, this is back. What, what, who is? I forgot. Where are you guys? Is this Joe fighting about his score? Yeah, yeah. This is just, I think I was blacked out at this point. Not not hammered, but just, I was. There's so much it, screaming in the middle it, of the show. Yeah. Um, and this was before the batshit crazy fucking violent ending. This was story number seven. I was surprised people didn't gas out. Like, honestly, I didn't think they'd have enough. Like I think they'd have an adrenaline dump after screaming for fucking an hour and a half about what people have written. And by the way, how many people in here screaming, I don't care, I don't care, this is stupid, and then all they do is care so much about everything? Of course you care. You can't be a- this angry if you don't care.
3: All right, let's hear this clip. Yeah. Joe, you, you didn't finish the
4: story. This is too. Okay, story. I know. I this realize two... that's really important to you guys, but we're just finishing it's the, the fucking game. story. The yes, it's, oh, it's, it's,
3: if we don't have rules, then we're just shitting in our hands and throwing it at
0: everybody. It. Fucking Tor, As soon as he heard that clip, you backed away from the mic. I saw you getting worked up again. <laughs> but this is. I want you to start it over. Okay. You got to understand. You don't spend as much time with Joe as I do. This is every argument with Joe. Is that he will just say something that's completely obvious and he, he thinks you're bullshitting him about shit that is just common
3: sense. He also struck the match beforehand, before we even started revealing stories, he says, I hated all the stories. I hated every single but one But that's
0: of just them. him being an it, asshole. It, it, him screaming, it, it, you guys, At one point where he goes, you need to come up with something else other than, huh. Joe, if you don't finish the race, I need no more. Criticisms of your performance—you didn't finish, so it doesn't matter how well you ran the first three laps. I'm, I'm getting all worked up again. I can't believe this. Fucking forty-four. I'm, I'm getting all fucking high blood pressure again. Stupid short story contest. All right, go ahead. Joe, so you, you didn't finish
3: the story. This is too. Okay, story. I know. I this realize two... that's really important to you guys, but
0: <laughs> we just finishing the
3: fucking yes, story. The yes, it's, it's, the, <laughs> if we don't have rules, then we're just shitting in our hands and throwing it at everybody. But that, that's what we're that's doing. It's only criticism you, can't if you have. Rules. Twice now, you wrote two short stories.
0: You wrote the first it's one. It's called was the short. short story. The contest. first one you wrote was under the required uh, yeah. minimum, and then this one you just didn't finish. It, the story. If, it, if you did a mile run, Joe, and you pulled up after two laps, you wouldn't get a fucking you wouldn't yeah. qualify for the results. You said you didn't care and every
3: story was bad, and now you're trying to defend yourself. What li- what yeah. side of the line are you walking here? I'm you need to come up with a better criticism than just it's short. What? You gotta say... It's hey, it sucks. It's a script. It's not even a short story. story. It's not even a What's short story. What's wrong with the script? Hey, Nothing's wrong with the script. It's not a, script. Script. You're you're not to write a
2: short story. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Good Lord. <laughs> it's short. That's poor. Maybe is Imagine if she says that, you're like, you need to come up with a better criticism than just, it's short. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, that's, this, is your, this is your barrier, whatever it is, language... The fact that your script, you didn't qualify for the results. It was a four to six page story. So you, they, they don't even need to expound on any of the quality yeah. of the thing. You didn't do what was asked of you. What Mine was just about the same length as Ant-Man's, I think. No, have you seen it? Double spaced you double-spaced.
3: and had, I did all, not yeah. double-spaced yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you, double <laughs> you also First didn't finish all, a story. That's <laughs> how you have
1: to write a script, by the way. That's yeah. the format. Oh, we shit. we were writing, were writing a script. script. story.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's,
3: Two hours of that.
0: It's hard. It's hard for me to sit here and say. You know me. I like to beat bits into the ground, sure. right? If we were smart, we would never do another one of those again because you're not going to beat with that show. Like you're the, the culmination of three contests worth of anger, just hurt and hurt and and savagery. It it blew up so big, and then the fucking payoff of Casey being. Rev- I just You shouldn't do it again, but as someone that loves this type of toxic shit, guys just screaming at each other on the fucking radio, I desperately want to do another one because everyone has so much emotion about it. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your
3: notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see Big Finishing Moves, Tall Vampire Ladies, and Samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways
1: that take place as well. Now, could there be an instance of a fourth contest coming up? Only time will tell. All I know is I laid myself out there raw and still ended up smack dab in the middle of the entire contest. I don't know what the hell I got to do to get in the top three of that damn contest. But Tuesday, Dukes received a very nice phone call over the weekend. Conor McGregor, he was mixing it up at the bare-knuckle fights. Bill Hader has adopted a no-autograph policy, which stinks. Dukes gives his three top greatest photos. And Tor has an inquiry about an upcoming trip. Wednesday night, Shude, myself, Ant-Man, Joe Sandwich, and Money Monk all in the Fortress for your Wednesday episode. Joe has a big announcement on the show. We try the Cool Ranch Papadias from Papa John's. Ant Man canceled on the Virginia Pizza Crusade because he had to see the doctor, allegedly. We try some new chips, discuss the passing of Gordon Lightfoot, and we have our weekly installment of the BMI. But what I pulled for you guys from this show Duke's got the curtain pulled back at Flying Ace Farm, got brought in for a bourbon tasting. So Monk hits us up with some big announcements, and we get to try the bourbon. The best barbecue in Virginia can only
3: be found at Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. Check them out at Monks BBQ on Instagram, Facebook,
0: Twitter, and at MonksQ.com. Today was a big day. I got up uh, very early for me at the crack of 9 o'clock, and I um, drove out to Lovettsville, Virginia, where I got there, and Monk was not there, even though I <laughs> I was there on time. I live an hour away. <laughs> it <was> just early. <laughs> Drive up until uh, 15 minutes after I arrived. Uh, everyone else was already there, by the way, when working. I uh, guess <laughs> today was a big day. Today um, is a day that uh, we—I've been—I've been screaming at Monk about this. I wanted to do this in late January. Um, usually after Christmas, it takes me three weeks to recharge and get back into the swing of things, and uh, that's when I started rapping with Monk about um, the bourbon, about yeah. uh, whatever we were going to do to follow up on Son of a Santa this past year and monk said i got a couple options i think you're gonna like and he laid those options out and i said i do like that uh when is the shit going in the juice Or I mean when is the juice going in the barrel and i think he was right around was yes, right at the end of january we had that first conversation which was fortuitous so i said all right when do we try it and he said a few months down the road put it on the calendar and uh drove out there today today was the day and i got there and all the boys were there and we went in and uh you probably should tell everyone the two different varieties we were testing out
5: yeah we um we secured uh, a couple different barrels that we would deem experimental you know so if uh, they're a little risky so if they if they didn't work out you know we could fall back to a a a more traditional offering you know a high proofer or something like that um and i had high hopes and and uh one was a grand marnier uh finished bourbon which
0: sounds delightful,
5: by the way. Yeah, and the the citrus, the orange would go nice uh, over Christmas. And we're not looking for like a fireball like amount of flavor. No, <laughs> you're, you're whatever the opposite for, of that, that is. You're <laughs> looking for you know just a, a back end finish a or, or d- delightful. You know, let's uh, flip Jimmy's
0: laptop around in five minutes and see if he has scintilla on yeah. there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, the last one tonight, Jim. I promise. He doesn't know whether it starts with a yeah. C or an S. <laughs> oh God. And, uh, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
5: an orange uh, cognac, so the um, uh, a cognac would, would finish a bourbon nicely. We thought so. That that was a leader in the clubhouse coming into this morning, and then we we really went out of limb and uh, secured a couple of barrels of a, a Caribbean spiced rum, um, and then pop some bourbon, a four-grain bourbon, into that and let that sit for a couple months. And Son
0: of a Santa was a four-grain bourbon as well. Yeah. So it's going to be the same base liquid, just finished differently.
5: Yeah, yeah. Both of the both of them are the same juice as Son of a Santa, uh, just with a finish.
0: So what, instead of the, the double oak finish, which is what it was last time, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. but we wanted to do something a little bit differently. And I think we <clears throat> like-minded. We wanted to do something that had more of a holiday festive flair to it. So um, we had to try them. And see which one we thought fit Son of a Santa better. And um, I'll level with you. They were both fantastic. I, I think I, we tried the the Grand Marnier one first. And I said, well, if the other one isn't as good, this is perfect. You know, this would be a, a great. It's very light, very citrusy on the, I would say, the back end. But the front just tastes like that delicious fucking aged bourbon. Uh, not a hint of anything young t- going on. And uh, color was great. And uh, so we really enjoyed that. And then we tried the um, the spiced rum bourbon. And um, I kind of I, I want to keep it in my pants because I don't like, I, I don't want of people to think I'm pumping something up because it's for an event I'm doing or I'm trying to make sure. money off it. I'm sure I've had better bourbons. I'm sure I have. No disrespect to you. I've had a lot of good bourbons with you. I've had Eagle Rare 20. I've had all Flight of Pappies. We we had the $3,000 bottle of, what was it, John Fitzgerald that I lost the bet yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> which was fantastic. Um, been blessed to have a lot of really good bourbon. I can't remember one right now that I like more than this one. Like it's fucking fantastic, and in ways that I have never had bourbon before, where it starts like a delicious bourbon, but finishes like finishes like rum. But like I don't like necessarily sitting there and drinking rum. Mm-hmm. It finishes like all the good stuff in rum, like the spice and the cinnamon and the whatever the fuck is in it. But it's still whiskey. Um, so that's what was so. And then the fucking nose is intoxicating. Um, as soon as we started smelling it, we're like, holy shit. I remember you said, don't spoil it for me because people started to take yeah, their nose in. Our distiller said, wow. And, and I was like, no, no be quiet. yeah." You know, I, I, need to, I need to taste <laughs> this on my own. Yeah. So yeah. that's the one we're going with. And um, if it came out of the barrel today, I think Monk could put them in 750 bottles and sell every single one of them and not have a problem with it at all. But we're going to leave it in there for a little bit um, because we are going to bring it down. What was it at today when we tried it? 116 proof which it, it was delicious it was a buck 16 but i had half a thimble full and I was, you know a little bit of a buzz um <laughs> we want to bring it down to something that's more manageable for for normies so because of that it's got to stay in a little bit longer yeah, so i think
5: we're going to give it another month um and and get a little more flavor before we proof it down but um i mean other releases we've had to go six months to get the flavor where we really wanted it sure this one it's it's like there already which i, I honestly think man you know I know I've just had maybe two ounces of it. Yeah, you know, on the whole batch, uh, I think it's the best thing that we've done yet out of the I, distillery. I, wow. it, I mean, uh, it's
0: it's unbelievable.
5: I'm excited about it. I, I think it's it's a ton of creme brulee. Uh, like on the That's on a the great condition and that's oh, all man. you're breathing out. I, I, I thought of Ant as soon as you know I like creme brulee. Yeah.
0: And it hung around in the best and okay, I don't mean to shit on another product, but in the opposite way of every whiskey tour is ever brought in here. Mm-hmm. Like where it, <laughs> it's like that dirty diaper taste that hangs around with you for fucking an hour and a half afterwards. This shit hung around and you're like, mm, oh, oh delicious everything. Oh look at this. I just I must have had a dessert with a cordial a little mm-hmm. while ago. Yeah. It's it's fucking great. So I've got a little bit of it here. So here's what I want to do. I've tried it. Monk's tried it. So we want you guys to try it. Okay. Um, just take a little bit. So mm-hmm. everybody, I'd like to everyone here to be able to taste this shit. Because it's, I think it's going to blow everybody's fucking mind. We're going to have an official announcement on everything to do with this on the Monday after we release the broadcast. I think, Jimmy, can you check that? I think it's the 15th. I think that's when we're doing that. Um, where we're going to have. All of the information, and I, I can spoil a little bit of this. We're going to be doing something similar where we give you at coupons where you can make sure you get a bottle, and then we're going to do something even cool. Do I want to blow that right now? I'm so excited.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: in August, we're going to go drill into the barrel again and pull it out and check on it, and we're going to give five people a chance to come and do that with us oh, and go man. behind the velvet rope at wow. Flying Ace Farm. Yeah, and it's... Hey, man, you've done it. Yeah. It's it's a shitload of fun. Yeah. It's amazing. I I was screaming at Monk. I grabbed him by his whatever, you know, dick and balls shirt he's wearing today. And I (laughs) said, yeah, yeah. I said, we've got to do this every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get half lit, and then you're back there tasting shit. You're like, this is fucking great.
6: So, yeah. Um, And watching the whole process, too, where they drill in and... Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's well. This time I didn't need cool to use to the drill because
0: what I did was I pulled a, a butt stuffy and I jumped <laughs> up on top of the barrel and I just I just pistoned in with my erect penis. Yeah. So luckily the little stave or whatever that is they they put it was in big there. enough to plug yeah it. it was very small they didn't have to they didn't have to worry about it. Do you have the date there, Jim Danny? Yeah,
1: broadcast will be Saturday, May thirteenth. So the
0: Monday after the that Monday is, is the fifteenth. So yeah. All right. So that is the day we will have a. Quite a bit of information on that. All right. So, Mug, you're cool with them trying it, right? Sure. All right, pass that around. Oh, yes. Also, <laughs> Joe, just take a little bit. Just take a little taste, okay? Don't do a dick bit here. There's only a little bit. I want everybody to try it. Joe, don't do a bit here.
1: All right, I'm, I'm going to pour, pour very slowly.
0: Watch it, man Ant-Man,
1: yeah, be on the... All right, oh, that's all I'm going to... That's
4: fine, right? You're not going to complain about that, right? Let me no. see. I don't think he has any in there. There's nothing in there. You got to get a little more. Okay, I'll get a little 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 more. I'll get a little more.
0: (laughs) Joe, you ain't gonna get nothing now that I got it in my hand. (laughs) I didn't want to be too greedy. I understand, but you got to at least taste it, for God's sakes. All right. Look at the boys in the back. They're looking so (laughs) expectantly. They're hoping there's some left. Orgy beer is gonna be (laughs) as (laughs) l. What I also brought here, while they are trying that, is. And I was, I felt very honored. I guess the release of this hasn't even happened yet. Is that correct, Monk? What are we looking at? The, uh, the, honey, the yes. honey Barrel yeah, that, American Ace. That
5: goes on sale on Saturday. At, at this Saturday?
0: Yeah. I might have to go back out, dude. I just realized I'm going to drink this whole bottle here with these assholes tonight. I only bought two. <laughs> um, they were nice enough to sell me a couple bottles of this Honey Barrel American Ace straight bourbon whiskey, which we tried at the whiskey dinner that we all went out to. Orgy was there for that. You can see the smell oh, wow. it. Wow, dude. dude
6: you're gonna love
0: it more than anybody
6: this smells like a dessert yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking mean, love it <laughs> but
0: here's the thing it, it's not i've had bourbons where like you drink that peanut butter one it's oh, that,
6: that that's gross too so. that's it's, not it's not over the top like that it's whiskey no. it's yeah. still fucking no whiskey. it's still yeah but it just has that sweet it, mm-hmm. it, it it's got a, a really amazing scent
4: you think this would pair with a dessert pretty well Sure, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, what, sure. what dessert do, do you have in mind to pair with this? Well, I mean, I,
5: I think the the finish on it uh, is like creme brulee, so I would go that direction. Oh, but it's okay. it's vanilla, so vanilla is in pretty much every dessert you're ever going to eat. Be like so ice I, cream, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I think anything oh, yeah. sweet. I'm gonna say be bread pudding. Whole. Whole. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah I good. think it would
0: kill with bread pudding.
6: Hey, I just went. Oh, dude, <laughs> that was so funny. That is. funny fucking fantastic oh you tried it yeah okay I'm about to try it right now
0: and I and I hate to just heap praise but like one of the things and I I said it after I tried it I was like it's so nice to not have to worry about those guys doing thank you bring it up man I'm sure Monk wants to have a little bit more I I, it's so nice not to have to worry that those guys are going to do a fantastic job Mm -hmm. Um and look, the, the Grand Marnier finish one. Are you going to release that? Because you absolutely should. Oh yeah, we're it's fantastic. Gonna,
5: I think that one needs a little more time. You know, I okay. got a lot of cognac in it, but not really no citrus note. And all I'm looking for is a hint in that, but it ain't there. So we're going to let
0: that we're going to let that cook a little longer. You'd you drink ten bottles of that right now. So it was just an embarrassment of riches. But like, it's it's actually kind of an honor because this one's so special that the fact
6: that it's going to be tied to the you know the show and the oh, yeah, take a little- for for this being hundred, I'm, go, 100- I'm gonna go right to the head. <laughs> for this being 117 proof, it is real smooth. And what's proofs mean? I meant proof. Father, <laughs> oh, I'm proof. <laughs> black, proof. Dude. I'm struggling to speak right now. God damn,
0: dude, that aftertaste is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know what's perfect about it too is that it doesn't like if someone was just trying to put rum flavoring in, it would be disgusting. But that's yeah. just fucking rum. Yep. Yeah.
5: yeah, that's just pure Caribbean <sighs> black strap. Rum barrel, Uh-oh. spiced barrel. Oh,
0: well, I think Onion Head used a black yeah. strap. You know what I mean, Man. Yeah, he I came sure in there one. with a black strap on, <laughs> so he could get both, you know, both apertures at the same time. <laughs> Jesus I didn't say where, Jim.
6: Yeah, damn double penetration. No. Oh yeah. my god,
0: how dare you!
6: <laughs> no wonder it was so oniony. Uh, <laughs> Brian
0: Bri from Natural Red Catering said that, ho- that that hooch sounds like the tits. <laughs> <laughs> It is are going to put a fine point on it, Brian. Do you guys like it? Did you like it, Joe?
4: I did. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy a lot of bottles and then hide them from my brother because he won't oh, drink it all. That is so terrible. He's a dick. Yeah. I,
0: Joe told us that his brother bought the last, uh, drank the last of his son of a Santa without telling him, which is very sad.
4: I you was stand up for to it? Too. I don't know. Well, you is, know, jiu-jitsu. Asian culture is weird where you have to respect your older brother even though they're a dick. Well, but you're not in Asian culture.
0: You're yeah, in, I am. You're in yeah. joke. I'm, in, I'm an sample. Asian family. Oh, I'm in an Asian family. Well, get out of it. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> you fucking stop taking their shit. Real easy. Yeah, dude. You, you, you were born here. My family's giving me a lot of shit, and I stopped taking their shit. <laughs> Try it on for size, Jim. God damn it. I said I'd stop screaming at him. I'm sorry. I also purchased. This is with my money, God damn it. Because I want you guys to have some of this. I know Orgy Beard's had this. Ant-Man's had this. Anybody else had this? The Honey Barrel? Big Sean, right? Big Giant Sean. Yeah. (laughs) This shit is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And Monk brought some crazy honey bourbon in here for bourbons of the round table. It was the Bellmead honey. Which I was like, I don't want this. I don't like, you know, honey and booze. That's going to stink. And it was fucking amazing. And then they made one, which was, did you know that? Were you setting me up? No, I wasn't setting you up. I, I was trying to kind of model our product after. After that,
5: you know, and ours is a little younger, but I think it, I think it worked out well.
0: It pays to come up into the studio because these boys are going to get to try this shit before it hits the street. Now, when is the street date again? Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Yep. So you, Saturday if you want a bottle? A you can go out to Flying Ace and pick up a bottle. How's the uh, Valentine's Day dinner? I mean, the Mother's well, Day. Mother's Day, Day? Yeah. Uh,
5: sold Whatever. out. Both mean about oh, as much nice. as, to me
0: as. <laughs> yep. Both time slots sold out. By the way, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day same thing for Joe.
5: Yeah.
6: Oh wait, <laughs> uh, there, there's time slots. Yeah. Oh, shit. What happened? I, I got to figure out what time slot I got. <laughs> yeah, there was 11 to
5: 1230 and then 1 to 330.
0: Are you taking Kathy?
6: Yeah. Oh, that's Except bad. I was all hammered at the bar with Monk when I bought the tickets, and now I can't remember what time slot I got. <laughs> Here's what I'm yeah. telling you, Monk.
0: You ain't seeing him. Yeah. There's <laughs> absolutely no way. He ain't showing up. No,
6: I'm showing up. I got me, Mark, and Kathy tickets.
0: You got Mark tickets to Mother's Day
6: dinner? Uh, uh Brunch, yeah. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm bringing both of them. Um, I'm And then to bail. I'm bailing on Mark's Father's Day gift. He better enjoy it. <laughs> Mark,
0: Mark doesn't get a Father's Day gift because he's a part of Kathy's Father's Day gift? Yeah,
6: right. exactly.
0: Uh, you do not have to donate, but while we're pouring, let's thank a couple people that have. The Rooters were nice enough to donate. Thank you so much to them. If you'd like to go to com and help out the show, that's great. I know a lot of you came out to uh, to Commonwealth Dry Goods and uh, have been supporting the show and donated to their hoot Nanny, so you do not feel compelled to if it's not in the cards, but if you do, Jim Daddy is here, and he has a powerful thirst. As he normally does. Help yourself some of that honey, American Ace, please, Jim. Pass that out to the boys too. It pays dividends to come up and watch this horse shit live. You get to try out new whiskey. (laughs) Now, Jim, how great! Show that can to Monk. That is the greatest beer can I have ever fucking seen. Have you seen the Bush Light cans? No, is that fishing? Grab, uh, grab me one else. It's a fish can. Look how beautiful this can is. Oh, whoa. I want my fucking I want wall. A shirt with this. Isn't arm. that amazing? Yeah. I want my wall, like, I want my car wrapped in that big fucking vinyl decal. Monk's never caught a fish that big.
2: <laughs> you are Jeez. such a dick, you know that? <laughs>
0: uh, Monk, if you would like, when you're done looking at the fish can, if you don't mind uh, sending off this our. It's take our, a while. It looks buddy, delicious. I <laughs> Jim Jester. Very kind of the Rooters for the donation. Thank you.
5: Hello, there, boy.
0: Oh. Very subdued,
5: very professional. Yeah. It's like the screen pass to get us started, you know? That's right. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know what, Ripley? Th- she heard the the beer getting snapped and thought it was snaps. And that's why she <laughs> started Oh, she doesn't seem to be phased by that. Yeah,
6: that's kind of weird.
0: All right, dips. Joe, this is
6: a great can.
0: Well, you prefer it in the can. Yeah, definitely.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want it right there. All right, let's try this. Uh, Joe, you have not had this, correct? No, not yet. I'm going to try damn, it with man. everybody. My boy's had some liberal fucking pores, I noticed. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> It's half gone. It's already. half gone as it came back. That's the way it should be. <laughs> you pass the bottle around. The best thing is if it doesn't even come back at all.
6: Wow, it smells really good too. It's yeah, fucking it amazing.
0: And then we had the the toasted. Is really good. I bought mm-hmm. some of that some of that out there too. You don't have that much left of that. Though, yeah,
5: right? it'll be on sale beside the honey barrel this weekend. Get it toasted
0: while you're out there because uh, that goes. That's uh, Joe got me a toasted too. I think didn't you? Yeah, I did. Can I brought remember? it with a, a giant bottle of. Uh, what was it, Woodford? I think. Woodford, yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I think we have nineteen or
5: twenty bottles of that left, and that's it. Yeah, grab that. Shit.
0: Grab that. So, you
4: no. Know, yeah. When I went to the ABC store, it was low on stock. the American Ace, which I, uh, I, uh, well, good. Uh, the one right next to the <laughs> yeah, they'll
5: yeah they, It's an automatic
4: restock for that. You know so. what?
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. We should not have tried my bourbon first. Why? Just because because you it's can just taste. so fucking crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> like it's so over the top. That's fantastic, though. It's really, really good. Jimmy you hadn't had that one, right?
6: No, this is a new one. It's uh, man, it's really
1: tasty. Yeah, wow.
6: I love that the honey is not overpowering, but there's just enough yeah. sweetness. You don't, to, you uh... don't want like Jim Beam honey, right. kind of Product. Oh, you that just... shit. Is. Yeah. And the 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 wild what was it uh, Why? wild Why? turkey honey? I, wild, I think all of them wild. wood, honey. Honey. was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that shit, I used to love it when I was younger, but. That was real sweet. This is a very incredible story we're hearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted by what's going on today. What crew yeah. is this, by the way?
5: That's at 90.
6: Yeah. 90, okay. You're good. You're 92, good to go.
5: 92, to be exact. Drink a quarter of that, very drive good. to California. No big deal.
0: Fucking <laughs> Jim Daddy was like, you, know, my usual brand is Red Stag, so this is a bit of a step up <laughs> yeah. <off> for me. <laughs> Have you ever had Red Stag?
5: Yeah.
6: Holy <laughs> shit. That's
0: their
5: uh, version of like a Southern Comfort, right? It's got a little well, cherry to it. But well, that's
0: Kid Rock's signature Ugh. Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Or is yeah. it Jim Beam? It's Jim Beam. Jim Beam, And yeah. it's cherry-flavored Jim Beam, which is just... That I, sounds horrible. I That's a pretty good Jim Beam's At Monk's Barbecue, to be honest with you. Like, they put out a couple of decent like versions yeah. of it, but I just think people see Jim Beam and they don't look for, for that.
5: Yeah, uh red stag if you order that you get put on a list at Monks and we just keep a close eye on
0: you for yeah, the, yeah. Rest of the the yeah. Your, your You're not allowed to have anything yeah. else. Yeah. No, you can't have that. Um, get out. <laughs> and you can only order off the kids menu. There'll be no onions involved, you should be fine.
2: Ain't <laughs> hey, it hey, order, <laughs> order, order
0: there, 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 oh. Friendos, if you're in the
3: area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com.
1: I thought at first I would want to be left off of that list, but the, the kids' menu and the no onions, that sounds, that sounds appealing. Thursday night, the Fortress Film Society got together. We discuss Duke's movie pick, Red Sun* from 1971 with Charles Bronson. The movie Book Club finishes another book, Old Country, which turns out to be a favorite of one of the hosts on the show. We also review and discuss Dottie's suggestion of Jacob's Ladder from 1990 with Tim Robbins, but I pulled this one for you guys because the movie's so much fun, it's very near and dear to my heart. 1981, Cannonball Run with Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, and one hell of a supporting cast on the Fortress Film Society. The Virginia
3: Pizza Crusade is on a mission to find the best slices in the Commonwealth. To keep up with the reviews, be sure to follow the Virginia Pizza Crusade on Instagram at Virginia Pizza Crusade.
0: Cannonball Run is a 1981 comedy. It is only an hour and thirty-five minutes because I respect my fellow co-hosts. Um, <laughs> 29% from the critics. What the fuck were they looking for? Wow. 61% from the audience. That feels That's... a little low to me, too. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, daredevil in Burt Reynolds, if you can believe it, um, <laughs> who is uh, teamed with Dom DeLuise, who is yeah. my favorite part of this movie. And uh, they're doing the cannonball run, which is race from one fucking end of the country to the other. It is very strange to watch this movie. I fell into a cannonball one rabbit hole during COVID where people, there's a controversy in the Cannonball Run uh, universe where people were ripping up the records in COVID because there was mm-hmm. no traffic.
7: Yeah. Ah. So
0: there's, like, a lot of pushback. They're like, hey, should we throw all these Does records out? Does this even out? count? Yeah. Um, but there's a huge. I mean, if, if you do any homework after you watch it, there's a huge underground
4: community of people that do this, and it seems very intriguing to me how they do it. I watched this with my wife, and she went down that rabbit hole immediately. There's a big just, like, documentary they made, on rattling yeah. off facts about you know the various like different versions wh- wh- that you can drive and stuff, and, or cycle or uh, what is it like the the twenty nine oh four rule where it's it's got a the whole trip and the car has got to cost less than two thousand nine hundred and four dollars wow. something like that that's fun and people do that there's there's so much fun shit that you can read about this
0: yeah it sounds like an incredible underworld uh this movie was not factually based on
7: that um, it, was, it took some liberties let's say yeah, yeah
0: directed by hal needham who of course directs everything he lives in a trailer in burt Rowland's backyard <laughs> uh, made 189 million dollars at the box office. 81 that's pretty good this is yeah. a smash that's hit. a ton of money yeah and i guess they looked it's Smokey and the Bandit, and that's why Roger Moore agreed to be in this movie. You had half of the fucking... Uh... Rat Pack? Yeah, the Rat Pack. Yeah. I was about to say Brat Pack, and I would have just flogged myself with a cat of nine tails <laughs> if I would have done that. Farrah Fawcett, of course. Now, a couple of criticisms of this movie. One, it's not nearly as good as Smokey and the Bandit. I no. Done, and the beginning is very clumsy. Like, before they get on the race, I I was really not feeling it. I was like, okay, Oh, man, I'm going to be bummed out by Cannonball Run? Like, that can't be. Farrah Fawcett, it you're you're missing sally fields in this movie too you're missing fucking like i don't think the chemistry between the the main woman and yeah. the main guy
4: are, is there a lot of rape jokes in this movie which is kind of weird um i think there are a lot of jokes in this movie i think like the joke per you know, scene or whatever you want to call it, is higher than the oh, other... Oh, it's way wackier. Than the yeah. other Burt Reynolds movies oh, that we've
7: watched. Which I appreciate Wacky is 100% the worst. There's a wacky movie. There are sound effects when Burt Reynolds bumps his head on the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, go, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, fine. I had, forgotten, uh, I had forgotten that particular one right at the beginning. I know that there's a lot of goofiness, which, as a kid, this movie fascinated me. And there were specific things that I was obsessed with. The... Uh, the the Japanese car fascinated me oh, as a kid, driven by Jackie Chan. Yeah, by
0: Jackie Chan,
7: and uh, and and obviously the entire subplot of Captain Chaos's entire existence as the alter ego of Victor, played by Dom DeLuise. I was
0: I that. I had I wasn't paying attention or something, and he kept talking about <laughs> him. <laughs> him. Yep. I was like, "What the fuck? I don't understand this bit." And then when he finally does the big reveal, done, 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 because he showed up at the yeah. beginning,
4: right? Doesn't Captain Chaos show up at the very beginning yes. of the movie? Yeah, and then at some point in the movie. He is told off camera, he has told Farrah, Fossa, Farrah Fawcett about it. Yeah. And then they have a conversation about it on camera, but you still don't completely get it. But they're talk like, she is in on the joke now where she's like, oh, him addressing him. And right. then he starts dropping hints that, like, is this guy like a super? He's out there helping people, right? He's doing what I can't do. The big bar fight.
0: It's not a bar fight, but the big brawl, the Pier 6 brawl, Yeah. where Captain Chaos knocks down that whole house
7: and fucking... <laughs> and he does he does the uh, the trampoline jump over the pile into the middle of it all and starts tossing bikers Dude, out.
4: Jackie Chan fights Peter Fonda. <laughs> yes. Peter Fonda,
0: he's just in the middle for 10 seconds just to awesome. be in a fucking fight. I mean, it was there, that fucking scene is so much when Captain, when he's about to win the race and he dives over the bush to save the fucking dog or whatever. Yeah,
7: when she says, "My baby,
0: my baby <laughs> fell into the water," I started, I'll save your baby. I started laughing so hard at this movie uh, by the end of it. I couldn't believe everybody that agreed to be in his fucking crazy ass. Yeah,
7: movie. it was it was one of those kind of cast of thousands, blinking you miss it cameos. There's obviously the uh, full complement of a lot of the Hal Needham and Burt Reynolds players. Um, Including the one gentleman who was the officer who pulled over Buford T. Justice and was the assistant director in Hooper. Uh, And so he was part of the raspiest uh, truck driving duo in the entire race. And uh, like Terry Bradshaw's in there. The big guy who I believe is in Smokey and the Bandit 2. Um, Tiny, the, the the one gentleman who's driving the van. Okay, oh, and he okay. yeah. Um, there's all of those Terry Bradshaw again. Th- a, a lot of those familiar faces are in this race because they only needed to be in it for you know three four minutes total to to get a screen credit, and they have a few gags here and there. Um, Roger Moore's entire character setup as he's playing a guy named Samuel Goldfarb. Who is pretending, pretending to, to be, be Roger, Roger Moore? Moore yeah, yeah. whose mother is very upset that he's giving up on the Goldfarb Brazier Empire, I believe, is what he's ready to inherit. And it's just that whole situation where this character was just an excuse to get Roger Moore in there to pretend to be James Bond, without having to pay him to be James Bond, without having to pay licensing for the music. I wonder how bad the voice act, the voice on the his companion was, because that was clearly June Foray's voice. The voice of Natasha in Boris and Natasha oh, in the Bullwinkle okay. cartoons—it's clearly her voice overdubbed over the lady in the passenger seat, where she, where he keeps warning her not to push that button in the car. Well,
4: there's a lot. of I mean, because there's a lot of uh, shots in front of the windshield and not a ton yeah. like in the car, at least for other drivers besides JJ and crew. And so I'm sure there's a lot of dubbing. All over the place. Throughout, well,
7: Bert I mean, Convy singing "I've got to be me" as he's yeah. motorcycle jumping <laughs> at the back of an
4: airplane. The, the, the stunts of this movie that was fucking are so, was so cool. Great. This is such a weird movie. It so it's great. so goofy, man. Like I, I love. How about when they drive the car in the fucking swimming pool, like that? That's and then it's the like, like, let's like, get a, a beer first. first.
7: Yeah. How are, are you gonna get a car in that? I'm swimming like, dude, pool. they drove a car in the swimming pool. Do we have enough ice for all this beer? Plenty. <laughs> Do we have enough food? Plenty. And he's got one bag of chips. Everybody is an
0: alcoholic in this fucking
7: well, movie. Well, you'll notice uh, Burt Reynolds drinking and flying. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, even yeah. driving in and, this and then one. Landing to, oh, to, to get more beer so they can continue. Flying,
0: I thought Dean Martin might have been shoot drunk in this fucking movie. For
7: most <laughs> well, he of it. had perfected that uh, that gimmick throughout his career. So
0: the guy that plays the the Sheik in this, yeah, is, j- he's in Scrooged. Did you see yeah. that?
7: Yes, yeah, Jamie Farr.
0: I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucking great. He's, yeah. he was fucking hilarious. Now he'd never be able to do that. Now, the, you, Dawson was talking about stereotypes in the first movie. I mean,
7: holy shit, this is the stereotype movie. There is, um, <laughs> well, let's say, uh, a decent amount of racial insensitivity. Yeah, let's put it that is, which way. Which is always hilarious. How about the. the, <laughs> the Get the physical!
4: The lady, the lady cop with the cleavage. I thought that was a funny Yeah, gag. yeah.
5: Well, they
0: keep getting away with it. Well, I guess they were dragging the two female racers into that cabin to sexually assault them until fucking Captain Chaos <laughs> <laughs> Belly Eyebrows flops got, in yeah, there. My eyebrows raised at that point. I was like, what <laughs> in the shit? This <laughs> okay. is a little out of. And then there's that one line where Burt Reynolds is like, She's like, I expected a gangbangus. What do you think we are, a bunch of rapists? I'm like, man, that's a bit strong, even <laughs> back then, isn't? On it? the nose. Wow. Um, so some of it was like, wow, this is really a different time. I also felt like there was a lot of '70s, late '70s, early '80s humor that maybe I didn't get. Like there were there were big moments where they turned and said something to the camera. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So some of that missed uh, on me. But um, I. I the black transam shows up in this fucking movie.
7: Well, and he even says at the beginning when they're flying and landing. he's we like been done already. Yeah. Which is, is great.
0: great. I love self referential shit, so I was fine with that. There's Dr. Pepper stick in this movie. Oh, by the there way. is. That's why
7: I have a big gulf, Dr. Pepper, for me. <laughs> so <it's just> like
0: <laughs> Doesn't he start singing the fucking Dr. Yeah, Pepper does. song on his way to there? Oh no go,
7: go Oh no, it's all right. It's a little warm in here. Uh oh. There might oh, be oh. a
0: Somebody, Somebody might have doke. prepped oh. for this t- conversation. Oh, It's oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> wearing a I'm a Dr. Pepper t-shirt. <laughs> I might have had one of those at one point in my life. Oh, Delightful. Yes. Well, you're a bigger Dr. Pepper fan than anyone I know. <laughs> um, Wouldn't you I like to this. be a
7: Pepper too? <laughs> just, I might have been waiting all week to wear this shirt just because of watching that movie again. It was one of my enduring memories seeing it at the drive-in when he just goes into his little impromptu shuffle. It's like a whole lot of goodies for you. And a big help Dr. Pepper for me. Do you me. think that was product placement or do you just think that was a bit? It, I got it has to be product placement, right? Fans, because he I sings wanted the whole thing. It. It's yeah, like,
0: bought, so after we watched this, I went and I bought two 12-packs of Dr. Pepper Zero. <laughs> the fucking, and I didn't even dawn on me. I was like, I never buy this stuff. And I'm like carried it out of the store. I'm like, holy shit, that worked
7: last and, night. And, and and well, and it's two two episodes in a row where it's a focal beverage in a, in a line. So, you know, you've got the Diablo sandwich and now... This Dr. as we're Pepper. walking across the parking lot. So I,
0: I still think if we do a Diablo sandwich hoot nanny, it'll be exclusively Dr. Peppers that night with fucking rum, rum or something.
7: I second this. Um,
0: I, I don't know how. <laughs> Here is the problem: is
7: it's impossible to score this movie. It really, I feel is. Like, yeah. I
0: I do like the first two R- Burt Reynolds car movies we watched more than this movie.
7: They are better movies, un, undoubtedly. They're like be- it's yeah. uh, inarguably. This is not a. This is not a high quality movie. This is a fun sequence of events. Like, this is a lot of bits strung together.
0: It's so silly. Um, And then at the end, none of it meant anything. They're all just, you know, grilling and fucking having fun. (laughs) And, like, I I don't... I don't know. I don't... It's it's a fucking spectacle, and it just... It's a snapshot of a different time where... how would you even pitch this movie? And what are you going to go to? Clooney and fucking like, who are you going to say? All right, we got to go get everybody.
7: So make yeah. sure you
0: fucking get uh, <laughs> Kate Bush to fucking sing the theme song because that's the biggest fucking artist we have. She's dead, right?
7: And I think they're, they're all people that were very, very friendly with Burt Reynolds, I believe is the, is that. Yeah. I mean, well, based on, again, the Hal Needham players, like a lot of the people who were in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, but and- there
4: are A-list actors
7: all over this fucking movie. I love in the
4: outtakes, you see Roger Moore laughing harder yeah. than anyone else on that set. And, and- that
7: for some reason that made me so happy and that's that's one of the this is the first movie i remember seeing in the theater well i guess the drive-in uh when we saw this this was the first movie i remember as a kid seeing that had outtakes at the end and being just entertained to no end at watching them screw up but laughing and there are some of the takes i think that are actually in the movie that were also outtakes but they got tired of trying to get the right one (laughs) And I think the the biggest one that stands out to me is when he's dressing down uh, Victor and telling him, like, you know, screw Captain Chaos. And he throws down his cape and he throws down his mask. And I remember being heartbroken as a kid, being like, oh, no, he's killing Captain Chaos. And then everybody, he smacks him in the chest and the water flies out of his pocket. And the and the people watching laugh. Like, yeah. the crowd aren't like, oh, that's rude. They're like, ha, 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 ha. like. Oh, and then you see the outtakes of those scenes surrounding. Them. They're like, okay, well, they're just giddy for, for laughing at this point. They're Did, drinking
4: real champagne,
7: for Yeah, sure.
0: These, <laughs> Is that where Hogan got the Mr. America gimmick, too, by the way? Because it's, it's a direct lift off the end of this fucking Captain movie. in USA. <laughs> Who played the doctor in the back of the fucking van? Uh,
7: Jack Elam
0: that guy is fucking hilarious in this movie. And I felt bad for him because they did so many times they did that, look how ugly this guy is, fucking gimmick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But he kept injecting himself the entire fucking. (laughs) This is so funny. Drinking the fucking shit out of his you drink drink? that
4: stuff? I've never tried it.
7: They kept
0: drugging Farrah Fawcett. I'm like, there's no fucking way this would get made right now.
7: Yeah, he is a riot. And he is he's one of those guys, like, you can't get him to play any kind of real serious role, I guess. Um, He's in an episode of The Twilight Zone where he's a... He's kind of a combination of this character and, um what was it, Gabby Hayes yeah. from the old Westerns. Where I he's love just, that. He's just sitting at the bar, like needling people throughout the entire thing. They go, like, hey, hey, you don't know what you're up to. And you look over at him, and it's like, oh. It's a whole bunch of people trying to figure out which one of them is an alien. And everybody's staring at him the whole time <laughs> just course. because. Because he's so, such... yeah.
0: Well, he's in a lot of older Westerns. Yeah. I remember him being like a
7: very sinister fucking character. God damn, look how many movies he was in. When you had a unique look or a unique voice yeah. or anything that made you stand out. You you were a commodity, uh, someone to be put into movies because there was something very special about what you brought to the screen. He played Jug May in Support Your Local Gunfighter.
0: Nice. I'm going to have to find that wherever the fuck <laughs> oh, that is. Yeah. Um,
7: I, think you'll, I think you'll really enjoy those movies. I
0: think so too. This fucking movie was impossible to find. I don't know what the fuck everyone's problem yeah. is. This is a monster hit. With everyone you've heard of from that era in it, and the Blu-rays were sketchy as hell. Dotson and I were talking about that before the show.
7: I I ordered the standard deaf DVD. That's what I have sitting on the shelf at home, and that's what I ended up having to watch. Well,
0: I watched it on that shitty... Thank God whoever found that link and posted it in the supporter chat, because I waited too long. And I'm like, well, I have to watch. And it was... Horrible definition, but at least I could watch the movie. Should you yeah. watch it on your laptop? No, no, no. I, I can, you can cast it on okay. the big screen.
7: So usually, yeah, I'm saying our technique for the old crappy transfers is usually watch it on a smaller screen because it improves the experience. But
4: I'm not watching a movie on a laptop. Also, no, Daily Motion's going to have shit quality either it was, way. It was shit it's shit quality. You know, bootlegs, essentially.
0: But uh, I'm going to invest in a Blu-ray of this and revisit it again. But it, I think that it... I think I didn't... It was very fresh, those other two Burt Reynolds movies that I liked more, and so I think that it it drove down my enjoyment of the first part of this movie. And also, I know this sounds crazy with how over-the-top Buford T. Justice is, but he's just funny. It's not like he was doing wacky looking-at-the-screen fucking bits. It was
4: just his—whatever he was doing was so goddamn entertaining.
7: He was a cartoon character, but he was still a character.
4: Real quick, support your local gunfighter on Tubi, Chad. Oh, well, that's I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm not drinking, so I have to do something tonight. Fucking a while away the hours. I gotta I gotta say, I think this is my favorite of the Burt Reynolds is movies really? that we've done. I fucking had a blast it's watching a lot of fun. this, man. It was so much fun. I think that the the meaner humor played better for me. I, I, that's one thing that I really liked about it is it, was, it had a little more edge to it and a little more like, holy shit, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> and... They're just all I, I love the you know, it reminded me of in, in a lot of ways, it's a mad, 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 mad world, mm-hmm. right? Just yeah, all these groups he cast a thousands yeah. farce. Yeah. And and it I loved all the car shit. I loved when you watch the Japanese car shoot a million miles the into rocket? the air yeah. and it cuts right as you see it start to probably fall on its back. <laughs> uh, I loved when Roger Moore hits the oil slick, that cop car spins out in <laughs> yeah.
7: terrific fashion. Yeah. And I was like, Holy fuck, I hope that driver lived. Because that that car is spinning, man. And when they have the um, the roadblock or the checkpoint or whatever, and the one vehicle just plows into the back of the police car and it goes, you know, ten feet off the off the edge of the bridge and explodes in a mushroom cloud, it's like what on earth? Like this is again, things like this happen in Hal Needham movies. Yeah, <laughs> they, they things explode where they maybe shouldn't explode. I, I'm honestly, you know, I was bitching and moaning that I ordered the DVD. I'm really glad that
4: I have it now because I think I'm going to be revisiting this one a lot and. Same thing, I, I hit up a bunch of people like, hey, have you seen Cannibal Run? Because it's fucking awesome if you haven't. Yeah, it, it's the more we talk about it, it's my favorite of the three that we've done so far. It, Jim, it's got to be your favorite.
1: It is. Of I've course. loved this movie since <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one thing I, I really, really like, though, like Goat was mentioning with the outtakes at the end, uh, you get to see like what is... Real life, where we didn't have TMZ and stuff like that back then. So to see them kind of laughing at each other and having a good time. I have way you... less
0: access to people like
1: that back
0: then than we do now. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: And it, it gave you an open door to kind of look in to see that thing. The one thing that I, I got really excited for was that end scene where everybody's laughing and everybody starts breaking balls and he says he laughed first Mr. Martin laughed first yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't call him Dean <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, was pretty funny
4: <laughs> he'd been famous for about 40 years up that point, too. I love that Jackie Chan you know got a spotlight and we got to see him do some of the Jackie Chan shit and, yeah, he, a great and fight he, he doubles yeah. back so that it's just the Jackie Chan yeah, show yeah, for a yes. minute yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. love that you know and this was um, even years before his like really groundbreaking like this was four years before police story and then you know when he started making movies in the states he's so young in this and uh, I, I i loved every second of that too um for context hooper went uh, four stars for dukes three and a half for
0: goat four from Dotson, and four from Jim daddy uh let's see here smoky and the bandit i think i was the most effusive five stars from dukes four and a half from goat Tube gave it four, Jim Daddy, four and a half as well. So just a little context for you guys when you were rating this one. I'll go first. I might give it a three and a half, and I'm going to revisit it and assume it's going to go up to a four. I, I, I really wasn't feeling how different it felt at the beginning of it. I wasn't laughing nearly as much. Once they actually get out and they start racing and they're getting pulled over and they're doing all the shtick, it's yeah. really, really enjoyable. Um, three and a half is as low as this possibly can be. It's a shitload of fun, and I, I'm looking forward to getting a better copy of it. Also, I watched I watched it, and just it was a horrible definition. So
7: yeah, there um, was some cheesecloth over the screen. Apparently, yeah, percent. Was...
0: So I, I imagine this 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 is a moving number, but uh, for now it'll be a three and a half.
7: Yeah, I would say with the nostalgia filter on and how much I love this movie growing up and how many times I've seen it, it's a four for me because it is a stringing together. I wouldn't put it up with Smokey and the Bandit. But I would put it just above Hooper as far as my enjoyment is concerned. Because it's just, it's something you can watch, you can laugh. There are so many lines. Then the more you watch it, the more little nuggets you pick up up on. And that, to me, is one of my favorite type of movies, that it's kind of a goldmine in that regard. So I'd say it's definitely a four for me. The narrative is what it is. The race, like you said, is ultimately... Just the backdrop for bits, uh, but I'm okay with that because the bits themselves stand out so well for me, and uh, they resonate with me in a, in a way that many other movies might not.
4: There's a lot of bits. Strong four for me, and, and like I said, my favorite of, of the bunch of this group, and I'm going to revisit it a ton. This is the first one that I would go back to revisit if you put all three in front of me. So really? Really? Yeah. I, I, dude, I, I really loved it. Um, I, I watched it. It was the last movie I watched of this show, so I don't know if that... You know, I, I followed Jacob's ladder with this, so a bit of a change. That's pace exactly too. what I did. I can <laughs> oh, tell you I, which one I enjoyed more. I I would have
7: gone in show order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: this is this is a, a very strong four for
7: me. It's also a Golden Harvest production, which is the company that did this responsible for like the biggest Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> yeah. All of those like classic Hong Kong kung fu movies, there, which is kind of wild. One of the
0: reasons why they're saying it has so much difficulty in distribution is because of that. That's oh, one of the okay. Out there, there's um, a
7: there's a big rights issue, I'm sure. Yeah, because
0: yeah. this movie, I mean, this should be on. First of all, it should be on HBO Max. Yeah, but it should just be on cable all the time. And I, just, I mean, Kevin Smith said he he sees it on. I've never seen this movie pop up on cable my whole fucking life.
1: It's been a long, long yeah. time. <sighs> it's a bummer. Uh, what do you think, Jim? I can't take my nostalgia glasses off. It's a four or five for me. I absolutely love that movie. Everything is funny about it. Quick sidebar.
0: This will mean nothing to anyone. There is a song by uh, The Grateful Dead. Well, it's actually by J- uh, Jerry Garcia. So the new writers of The Purple Sage, uh, Olden and the Way, all the band's these and you guys wouldn't know. It's called Panama Red. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I thought they were singing Cannonball Run. I didn't <laughs> think they were singing Pan- Panama Red. My whole fucking life. In this movie, I kept sitting around going... When are they going to sing that fucking song? That song like
7: when does that song start?
0: That's got to be from this fucking song. That's I mean, so it's got to be from this movie.
7: It's and the I, closing theme.
0: I had figured out it was Panama Red like 10 years ago. But when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, well, where the fuck is it? Like, I thought it'd be in the <laughs> opening credits. It's got to be in the closing credits. And I just, then I realized what had happened and I felt so stupid. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> I don't, don't even worry about it. Okay. Just listen to that song on Spotify. and it's like, how, is, is he that? Wait a second. Is he that stupid? Aw. Oh. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show
3: Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the
1: show's favorite tunes. Now, I, being the studious executive producer that I am, would never call Duke stupid, but I'm so glad everybody on the show really enjoyed Cannonball Run, especially Dottie, because he likes all the dark, weird stuff, but it just warmed my heart that he was so excited about that, along with myself and Goat and Dukes. Hey guys, quick programming note. Monday, normally you get Monday night and tour. This Monday, we just wrapped up. My back is still on fire, we had the Robin Hood tattoo contest I paid off of not losing 100 pounds in a year I had a year and I waited for the last three months just ridiculous but I now have a tattoo you guys will hear about it and see it on Monday at 2pm from the Chad Duke show the show will be posted and for all you Facebook subscribers the video will be posted as well I'm sure you'll see all the updates that are due to come all throughout the weekend on all the socials for the chad duke show which by the way facebook.com backslash the chad duke show twitter it's at chad dukes and instagram it's at chad duke show and if you want to keep up with the show www.chaddukeshow.com link to the sponsors link to the shop get all your episodes get a subscription if you don't have one this show is well worth your money I promise you, you won't regret it. Quick thank you to all of our sponsors the founder of the feast, Money Monk, Monks Barbecue, Percival, Virginia, at MonksBBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Go check them out, the best barbecue you'll ever have. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home, especially in the Northern Virginia area, Joe Azer, 571 989. Azer, that's 571 989 2937. One hell of a guy. He'll help you out with any question that you have. And don't sleep energy. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the Dukes promo. That's D-U-K-E-S for 10% off your entire order. I hope you guys dig the new format. Just more show for your listening enjoyment. And I thank you for sticking with us. Again, Monday show, May 8th, 2 p.m., the Robin Hood Tattoo Show. I really got to put something cool on my back. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Me love you long time, and if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, shoot and door will see you back here on Tuesday. Roll out the